Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. Okay, so today I'm speaking with Don Cherry, the new CEO of Flying Butler Apartments. Don, can you tell us a little bit about your career in hospitality to date? Uh, thanks, George. Uh, great to, uh, to be on the call today and just uh, to say hello and uh, thank you for the uh, opportunity. But yeah, my, my career is 30 plus years, started uh, obviously from New Zealand, um, headed over this part of the world back in a long, long time ago, back in 87. So it's a, it's a long, long career in hospitality, 30 plus years in hotels. So 27 years with Marriott, three with Hilton and then airline before that. But most of my uh, career has been in Asia, um, which was based in uh, Hong Kong. Uh, but again, I've lived in seven countries around the world, um, including the UK. I had about 14 years in the UK before I um, headed over to Asia. And it just most recently came from the, from the Middle East. So I was in Dubai uh, running a portfolio of hotels for Marriott for three and a half years. So, so now I'm here and... Uh, yeah, it's been a long journey, but an interesting journey. Uh, do you have any previous experience with service departments and what attracted you to, to your new role at Flying Butler? I mean, we just, I, I do and I don't. I mean, uh, Asia Pacific, obviously, living in that part of the world, the service department industry is kind of mature over there with an Oak, Oakwood and Ascot, etc. I lived in the US and the maturity of the service department industry is real. Um, it, it's there. So, in, in Europe, um, I, I didn't know much, you know, obviously it's, a, it's not as mature in this part of the world. Um, so coming back to the UK, I still came back with Marriott. I actually kind of, kind of fell into this job, if you like. <laughs> I came in as a, um, someone to help with, uh, with Flying Butler for, to have a look at, um, you know, come, kind of from a hotel lens. Um, in February and, and literally came in for two or three months just to, to kind of give some advice and help and support uh, just to see how, how they were because they were going through quite a growth spurt and then bang we had the pandemic in March and, and I've helped the team um, move through the pandemic which has been pretty pretty tough um, but we've got through it pretty well um, and you know we've, we've, we've been able to manage uh, through the process um, you know, we've had to do lots of things. We've had to look at costs. We've had to look at how we, we, we deal with our units. Um, and basically, we've also been growing, but we've been very lucky. We've ran through uh, about 56% occupancy, which unfortunately with my brothers and sisters in the hotel world, it hasn't been like that. Um, so we have been lucky. Um, I don't think anyone's making money any anytime soon, but uh, at the end of the day, we've really had to consolidate the operation and and get through. And then officially I started in my role on the 1st of uh, September. So we've got a great strategy going forward with regards to growth, um, et cetera, but we're still in the middle of this storm. We're kind of in the bunker and, and working it out. But um, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting ride, that's for sure. Have you managed to keep all your properties open through, through the lockdown? We have. We've, uh, we've, we've currently got about 500 apartments. Um, and as I said, we're still running at about 50, 60%. Even in September, we'll probably hit 60%. Um, so everything is open. Um, you know, but that means that half of them are empty too. So, you know, we're, uh, we're doing everything we can. And, you know, our typical 
corporate kind of uh, business is not there. Um, so our length of stay has diminished somewhat. Pre-COVID was 30 days. We're well below that right now, um, length of stay. So it's a different kind of customer. We're hoping that that corporate uh, housing customer will come back. But again, it's going to be around timing, you know, when when people jump back on planes, when there's when there's some confidence really in the market that allows people to get back and, and do what they need to do. But uh, yeah, we, we, you know, we've, again, we've, um, we're, we're seeing business pick up, but nothing like we needed and wanted to be. We were hoping September, October would be coming out of this a bit stronger, um, but with the second possible wave here in the UK, it really, really hasn't helped. So we live in hope. Yeah, yeah. Were you seeing any signs of corporate business returning until last week's announcements? We were. We really were. We were looking at those, you know, 30, 60 days, uh, but cautiously inquiries coming in, but just that conversion wasn't really kicking in. People not sure. And you've got to really, you know, understand that, you know, there is nervousness, people on, people jumping on planes, all the quarantine processes. And it's going to take a lot for people to get on a plane now with a husband and wife at home saying, do you really need to go, right? So... So, but I, I'm a, a, tr a true believer that pent-up demand is real. Um, I sat through SARS in Hong Kong. I've done a lot of adversity in my career, you know, SARS bombs, foods, tsunamis, whatever. Um, so the pent-up demand is typically there. This is no different. It's just going to be when. Um, so we're really, you know, we're hoping that the corporates, they will come back, but it's just when. Um, and then we're, we're in touch with a lot of corporate corporations, uh, we're keeping in touch with our key customers, which has been a big piece over the, the whole COVID period. But it's just kind of when that will happen. Um, but they will come back. They'll definitely come back. It's yeah. just going to be, uh, it's going to take some time, right? <laughs> yeah. So moving on from, from the current situation, what, what are your plans for the business in the medium and long term? So through adversity, I always think uh, brings out opportunity. Um, We've consolidated our, our portfolio through the pandemic, but then we've also grown. We've just signed over 100 units in the last month and a half, two months. Um, and our, our long-term strategy is to grow. Uh, you know, and that's one of the big reasons that uh, I've, I've, I've come into this seat um, to take the company uh, with, the, with the fabulous team that I have here, and a really, a really great team, um, and move forward. We've got great great growth plans, great strategy to, to, to grow the portfolio um, in London, obviously, where Flying Butler started well over 20 years ago. So we're in the southeast. Um, as you probably know, um, Flying Butler acquired ESA last year, so they kind of doubled the size. But in saying that, we're looking, we're looking at opportunities now. So we, we're, not, we're not stopping. Um, you know, it's a good time to find some... Um, new inventory, but we're going to be very strategic. Um, they've got to be in the right locations. Um, and we're, we're also going to be cautious And when we bring that inventory on. And would you be looking outside of, of the, the traditional areas of Flying Butler and ESA? So would, I mean, we've got London and the Southeast covered. Would you go further afield than that? Definitely. We're looking at stuff already, you know, in, in different cities, um, mainly UK right now. Um, so no, we're definitely looking at all opportunity and that opportunity is real. I think, uh, you know, coming through this at the time, you know, landlords are in a different position right now. Um, and, you know, because of the, the model of this industry, it's, you know, it's heavily based around landlords. So we've had a lot of conversations with landlords that have 
of, you know, they have assets, not just in London, across the country. Um, but yes, we want to expand. Um, we want to have more in London, to be honest, in the right locations in London, because that's always been kind of difficult. Um, so we've, we've been able to really, I think we've added about um, probably 60, 70 units in London in the last month, which is great. Yeah. Um, but, but in saying that, we are looking at uh, across the board and, and, and to, to, to get across the country would be a great thing. Do you think the pandemic could potentially result in a, in a restructuring of, of the relationship between landlords and operators, perhaps moving to um, something different from the, from the straightforward lease agreement to, to a, a different structure, something more flexible? We, I'll answer it in two ways. When, when we jumped into the pandemic or when we fell into the pandemic, we move really quickly and, and my, my history going through these type of things is to move fast. So we spoke to landlords first and we tried a collaborative approach with landlords and to say, look, you know, we're in this together. We're going to, we're, we're moving into a storm. We had a mixed reaction, to be honest. Some were fantastic, you know, some were really, really good. And most, to be honest, most of all been, have been great. Um, you know, we're always going to fight with that AST market. You know, what do people do with it? Um, I think there's going to be more, I think there's going to be more opportunity with regards to buildings, whether those are commercial buildings today and office space that they may convert. But I think landlords in my conversations that I've had, and I'm new into the service department industry and a lot, and I have a lot to learn, um, a lot to learn. But at the end of the day, I think they're going to, you know, I think from the people that I have spoken to, and some of them are major landlords, that are, are very much open to conversations around the future. Um, I'm not sure they're going to be as stringent and strict in the old-fashioned manner. Um, but again, I don't have a lot of history in this. But in the conversations I've had, we've already had flexibility. Um, and I suppose they've got to, you know, not knowing what this is going to look like in a few months. You know, I'm sure they want the partners. You know, we've, we've, we've traveled all the way through the pandemic with our landlords. You know, we've paid our rent on time. We've done everything right. So, you know, that, that bids us well for the future um, with the existing landlords and obviously new landlords too. Yeah, great. Dom, thank you for your time. It's good to talk to you today. And uh, welcome to the world of UK Service Department. <laughs> and uh, speak to you soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks, George. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News Podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, head over to servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our twice-weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio.